0: Heavenly Father, your loving kindness, your mercy, your grace is amazing. Uh, Lord, we're thankful this morning that even though there's distance between us, uh, we can't gather in in, in person quite yet. Uh, Lord, we are thankful. Uh, We are thankful that uh, through worship, as we uh, together uh, fix our eyes, our, our meditations, our words, and our hearts on you. A, as we look at your word, a, as we pray, uh, that, that God, through those things, we, we are connected as the church, a, as a community. And so, Lord, thank you for that. Uh, Lord, now I pray as we turn to your wor- word, uh, I pray, Father, that you would speak to us uh, by your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would illuminate our hearts and our mind, and God, that, that we'd be challenged and encouraged. And so speak now, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Two clear areas of life have been affected by this season we are in, Uh, work and home, family life. Almost overnight, many went from going into the office to working at home. Then some were furloughed, or or even some might have even lost their job, or, or maybe just how you worked at your job just started to look different. Uh, then the kids went from being at school for seven to eight hours uh, a day to now being homeschooled. Uh, now everyone is at home. What was routine is no longer. And what we were used to was gone for most people. And so for some, everyone home now, and, and some were like, yeah, I, I love this, I, I love, everyone's at home, and and here we are together. And, and then maybe some or, or others were like, Help. <laughs> Help. Well what? <laughs> what is going? What are we going to do? What's, what's going on? Everywhere I turn, there are people in the house. And so things have changed, no doubt, during this season. Um, and we have faced, maybe through this time some anxieties, some, some fears, uh, some moments of, of questions uh, about work, about our job, about home and about family life. and our, our fears and, and questions. Um, are real. And they're always at work. And, and one thing that fear and questions can do is, is they can threaten our hope. And maybe some of the questions are, are this, will, will my job make it through this pandemic, through this season? What's the coming months going to look like uh, with my work? Uh, what do I do now that, that I've been furloughed, that I've, that I've lost my job? What, what's, what's next? Uh, maybe some of your questions deal with, with home and family, and maybe relationships have been hard during this time. Maybe there's been some strain. Maybe there's been some struggle. And you're wondering, I- is this going to get better? Is this going to get better with my spouse? Is this going to get better with my, my kids? W- will my children uh, follow Jesus? W- will they return to Him? And and maybe there's been some deep questions like that even during this season. Some have gone through some health challenges during the season and have maybe questioned, how are we going to deal with this? And so questions loom, and, and sometimes those those questions turn to fear and anxiety, and they can affect our hope. You see, the change to the way life was back in, in March, it, it changed quick, almost overnight. But real change is slow to come, and, and so therefore we can wear down, and, and even during the season, grow tired. The battle can seem so big, we wonder at times, is there reasonable hope? Is there reason to have hope? And we can be fearful and we can be frustrated. How do we keep from going crazy or, or losing it? How, how do we experience God's blessing in the midst of this season, both in our work and, and in our home life and in our family life? How can we experience the blessing of God, And so today we are going to look at Psalm 127 and also Psalm 128, both two short psalms, and, and both address work and both address family life and, and how we can experience God's blessing in both. And so Solomon wrote Psalm 127. We don't know who wrote Psalm 128, but I want to look at these together and, and see uh, the, the blessed life of the beloved. And so that's where we're going to be, begin is this blessed Life. In Psalm 128, 1 it says, How blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. And so five times in these two uh, Psalms, uh, we, we find the word blessed is used. We find two different Hebrew words at work here that are used uh, to, to translate to this meaning of, of blessed. The first word in Hebrew is Asher. It is used three times and it, and it means happy. The second word is barak and it, it means blessed of. The Lord, and so in the Old Testament, God's blessing was a very big deal. In the New Testament as well, followers of Jesus experienced God's blessing through Jesus Christ, as Paul says in Ephesians chapter one, verse three: "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ." And so, if, as followers of Jesus, we've been uh, blessed. In, in what ways, though? And in chapter 1 of Ephesians, Paul tells us we've been blessed to have this adoption as sons and daughters of Jesus Christ. We're now in his family. And we also have been blessed with redemption through Jesus Uh, blood that was shed on the cross for us. And he also, Jesus says, has made his will known to us. And that's another blessing. And we have received an inheritance as well, uh, that we will be with Jesus forever and have eternal life with him. And so we are blessed. We we lack nothing in Jesus Christ. And so God has given his people everything they need for life and godliness. We are spiritually blessed. Blessed, And so who experiences this this blessed life? According to back in in Psalm 128, verse 1, it says, Everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in His ways. And so fearing God is, is the cornerstone to experiencing God's blessing. And so we talked a bit last week about fearing God, and it is a profound sense of awe, including respect, admiration, amazement, toward God it's trusting in God it's seeing God for who he really is and and walking in his ways as the psalm says here it is obeying his word i believe proverbs 3 5 through 7 helps us understand what the fear of God looks like it's to trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your ways or your paths straight do not be wise in your own eyes but fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It's the call of Jesus in Luke 9, 23, where he says, if anyone wishes to come after me, to have a relationship with me, to know me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. And so to fear God it is truly a complete dependence on the Lord, on Jesus Christ for everything in life. And that's going to be our, our focus this morning as we look at these two psalms. It is recognizing God's sovereignty in everyday life, from one's work to our family life. Uh, we must depend on Him, recognizing that He is sovereign over all. And so let's look at how the Lord's, Lord blesses both us in our work and in our family, uh, those who depend on Him, those who trust in Him, those who fear Him and walk in His ways. Look at the blessings that come forth. And so, first look at the blessed work. Back in Psalm 127, verse 1 through 2, it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors. For he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. And then in Psalm 128, verse 2, it says, When you shall eat of the fruit of your hands, you will be happy. And it will be well with you. Uh, Three verses dealing with our labor and our our work. And so Solomon in 127 speaks of depending on the Lord's sovereignty, whether one is building a house. I I think this could include uh, literally building a physical house, or it could also include building a family. Um, He also mentions protecting a city or or earning a living as well. And so he says here, it is foolish. It, It is frustrating it is useless to attempt projects or any kind of work or labor without seeking God's help. Uh, we see the effects uh, of this idea of God not being in our work, that God is not with us uh, in our work. In Genesis uh, chapter 11, as the people on earth started to build the tower uh, of Babel, and God looked down upon this and he began to frustrate their work. And that work of building the tower was Done, it, it, it didn't happen. Um, God frustrated the work and stopped the building of it. And so that's an example of, of what work looks like of, of God not with us. but what does it look like when God is with us in our work? Uh, we see how He provides. we see how He protects and, and moves to work in people's lives to, to bless them. And that was the case of Nehemiah. If you look at the whole book of Nehemiah, what a, what a beautiful testimony of, of one who, who sought the Lord. to to seek the Lord and ask the Lord, Lord, be with me in this work of rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. And the Lord surely was blessing Nehemiah and that rebuilding project. And so we are to trust God. We're to depend on God with our work, whether it's outside the home or inside the home. When we don't depend on God, though, we experience painful labor or anxious labor that we read about here in verse 2 of Psalm 127. Psalm 127. You see, we can develop develop a habit of putting too many hours in, uh, overworking. Uh, Solomon mentions here, we get up early, we stay up late. And and, and what happens, we begin to worry. We become anxious about our job or our work. But Solomon says here that that is useless. That this way of living, this way of working is in vain. And so Solomon is not saying not to work hard. He would encourage us to. And it doesn't mean there aren't going to be some early mornings or maybe some late nights uh, having to get on some work. But the point is here is that we should not be anxious in our work. Instead, we should trust God. We should depend on him to be our help. And so why should we not be anxious? Because as we depend on him, he is with us in our work. And so, for example, whatever job you have, you, you should think this is not done in my efforts, but, but God, I need your help. I remember back in, in March as we were going through this season, and when we realized that, that we were not going to be able to, to meet together, man, my, my mind started going. I, I started thinking about, Okay, how are we going to transition to doing an online service? What, what is that going to look like? And I, I remember God just just pausing me and stopping me and say, Jerry, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with the staff. I'm going to be with the elders. I'm going to be with the church. I'm, I'm going to take care of all the burdens and, and all the responsibilities. And it's been amazing to see over the last two months how he has blessed us. He, he's, he's blessed us as a church. He's blessed us uh, as, as a staff. And I'm so thankful uh, for John, for Erica, for Vince, for Isabel, for, for David. Um, what, a, what an awesome team. And uh, so thankful for them. And, and, and it is truly a team. It's truly a staff that has asked the Lord, Lord, we need your help through this time. And, and God has been with each of us and together as a team and, and therefore has blessed us as a church. And so I'm thankful. But God is eager to take the burden and the responsibility to help us in our work. And what a great promise in verse 2 where it says, For he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. Who's the beloved? Well, according to John 16:27, Jesus says it's those who love and believe in him. And so Solomon says, He gives to his beloved even in their sleep. I love this. I think two meanings are in mind here. First, God helps a person rest at night as they trust in him, as they depend on him. And then the next idea is while God's beloved are resting, God is at work in the world to bless them. And so God can perform more good for those who trust and depend on him while they sleep than they can perform with anxious labor for themselves while they're awake. Have you ever wondered this, why God made us in such a way to sleep a a third of our lives away? He does it for this reason, to remind us that we must be dependent on Him. Uh, We must be dependent on Him. We are His creation, and and we are in need of Him. We're frail, we're we're helpless, we're weak, and sleep is a humbling experience. Have you ever thought of that? Uh, we are never more weak, we're, we're never more childlike than when we sleep in trust and faith and dependence on God. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, Jesus said to him, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weakness, weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Peter says in 1 Peter 5, 7, Casting all your anxiety, all your cares on the Lord because he cares for you. And so when we lay down at night, we hand our worries, our anxieties, our cares over to God. We lay our heads down in peace as a result to rest. And God works with all his might through the night on our behalf. And so we can experience what Proverbs three twenty four says, when you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. That's one of the that the prayers that, that I pray over my kids at night as they fall asleep. I pray, Lord, may you make their sleep sweet. And what a great promise we have here that the Lord gives that to us as we trust him and depend on him. It may be a situation, though, uh, with work, uh, maybe in the home that, that looks bad or feels helpless. Yet God, in his sovereign power, can bring out of nowhere a great blessing. He can bring a great blessing. Turnaround. And so let us depend on God in our work, in our jobs, and we will experience his blessing as we do. We'll eat the fruit of our hands and he, we will be content and happy, as Psalm 128 says here. And so let us also depend on God in our home and, and with our family as well, uh, that it would be built up in the Lord. And so look at Psalm 128 again, as we look at this idea of this, this blessed home and, and, and family, how blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in His ways. And so everyone in the family should fear God, to depend on Him. And as a result, they will be blessed. The psalmist gets specific here in Psalm 128, verse 4, as the father should lead the way in depending on the Lord, saying this, Behold, for thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. And so as he fears the Lord, as the the dad fears the Lord, God will bless him. And then also the wife, Psalm 128.3 says, your wife shall be like a fruitful vine within your house. Wives are to fear the Lord, as Proverbs 31.30 says, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. And as she does, she'll be fruitful. And I b- believe in, in two ways um, we find the fruitfulness here. The first is it speaks of the fruitfulness of, of children, if the Lord so wills. And so Psalm 127.3 says, behold, children are a gift Of the Lord, that the fruit of the womb is a reward. And so her fruitfulness is bearing children, but it's also the idea as she depends on Christ, she she bears fruit in, in her character, in her witness as well. And so, John 15, verse 4, Jesus says, As you abide in me, as you rest in me, as you remain in me, as you trust in me, as you depend on me, and I in you. And so, as Jesus is in us, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. And so as we depend on Jesus, we're to bear fruit. And so great encouragement for wives this morning. And then children as well. He mentions in Psalm 128, verse 3, your children like olive plants around your tables. An interesting picture here, but it's a picture of children as olive plants shooting up from the, the parent stem of uh, a, a dad and a, and a Um, a mom who fears the Lord as that stem. And then these olive shoots, these olive plants uh, grow up, raise up. And so that's the picture of children here. And so the picture here is children springing up, shooting up around mom and dad. They are around the table even here with their parents. Um, Think about that. They're being fed. They're being taught as they grow physically, spiritually uh, to fear the Lord and depend on on him. And so Psalm 34, verse 11 says, Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. And, and so children um, are to be taught to fear the Lord. They're to grow in the fear of the Lord, to, to, to learn from mom and dad, to depend on God, to trust God uh, through life. And, and especially during this time, what a, what a great lesson to teach our kids, to depend and rest on God. Then in Psalm 127, verse four through five, it says about children that they are like arrows in the hand of a warrior. So are the children of one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Um, They will not be ashamed. And when when they speak with their enemies in the gate, the picture here is children as arrows in in the quiver, a case for arrows um, under the care of their their parents is this picture. Uh, They're held in this case in in safety and love and, and they're trained in the fear of the Lord And so as arrows, they're to be sent out as as they're released from the quiver that they're sent out into the world for the glory of God to bless and to serve others, to be witnesses of Christ. And when their parents age, this is an interesting picture here at the end of verse five in Psalm 127. As their parents age, their children care for them, Um, even as others try to take advantage of them. That's the idea of these enemies at the city gate, uh, their children are there to help them and and to care for them and their children honor and respect their parents, even as they continue to age. And so Jesus, as we think about some words that he shared in in the Sermon of the Mount in Matthew 7, 24 through 27, I believe he he might have had this psalm in mind as he was talking about two foundations and, and about building. And he says here, verse 24 of chapter 7, fall. Only the house built on the foundation of obedience to God's word, to depend on God, to trust in God, um, which calls for repentance, um, turning our lives around, around, being willing to to change, uh, rejection of of salvation by works and and believing in the grace of God. Um, That's the foundation that our house is to be built upon as moms and, and dads, and raising our kids up, that, that, that salvation as they shoot up as olive plants, that they would also have in their hearts and their souls the springing up of salvation as they believe in the grace of Jesus Christ through His, uh, God's great mercy. And so here we have a picture of a family, a family built on dependence on God. It's not perfect. Uh, it's messy. Uh, but they're dependent on Him. They fear Him and are blessed. And then look at the blessed legacy. And in Psalm 128, 5 through 6, it says, The Lord bless you from Sion, and may you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Indeed, may you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. See, the blessing of God is on this man and this wife's home. In Numbers 6, 24, 26, we we know this beautiful blessing we find the lord's blessing over the israelites and it says the lord bless you keep you the lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you the lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace and here in psalm 128 uh, 128 we find this personal blessing here at the end uh, of parents getting to see their grandchildren what, what an amazing blessing. We also see this idea of a national blessing with prosperity uh, for Jerusalem, that it would flourish and, and that they would live in peace as those who have experienced the peace of God through Jesus Christ. And we pray that um, for our own families, our, our own as well, that, that we would long to see the blessing of grandchildren one day. We pray that for our country, that we long to see the prosperity of our, our country and, and the peace of God land on the hearts of, of people in our nation, especially in the day that we're in, that, that revival would occur as we go through this time of uncertainty, as we go through this time uh, of struggle in our land. And so sometimes as we close this morning, our, our work is going to involve anxiety. There, there's going to be worry. Um, same thing in, in, in building a home. Sometimes in, in building a family, there, there's going to be fears. There's going to be anxiety and, and worry. But, but there is a hope. There is hope. I, I want you to hear that this morning. Psalm thirty-three, eighteen 18 says, behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope for his loving kindness. Those who fear the Lord have hope in him. We have seen the importance of dependence on God and hope highlights dependence on him. Uh, we need him. You know, we need him in our homes. We need Him in our family. God has revealed Himself in the Bible as the God of hope. Romans 15, 13 tells us, Psalm 42, 5 says, we're encouraged with this word here. Why are you in despair? Why are you sunk down, O my soul? And why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him for the help of His Presence. You see, He wants to be with us in the work. He wants us to be with us in the work of building a home. The hope that God offers is not some wishful thinking here, but it's confident expectation. He is trustworthy. When, when, he, when he says that we can take Him at His word, we, we can, especially when things feel strained and, and, and things feel like maybe they're, they're collapsing. We can have hope. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and to give you a hope. You see, hope looks to the future so we can live today in dependence in Christ. Hope changes our perspective and how we view things. We must remember that God is working. He is working in our homes. He is working in our jobs and our work for His glory. And our hope in God enables us to to view struggles that may come, whether at home or at work, with a godly perspective. And and to hope in the Lord, remembering that He will carry us through. And so today, may we commit our work, may we commit our jobs, whether in the home or outside the home, to the Lord. May we commit our families to the Lord and depend on Jesus. He is our hope and He blesses those who depend on Him. Lord, we're grateful for this word. Lord, Lord I pray for the families that, that are watching today. I, I, I pray for each person that is watching today. And, and may we remember in verse 1 where it says in Psalm 128 um, that everyone who, who fears the Lord is blessed. Everyone who walks in his ways are blessed. Lord, we we want that for our home, that we would be dependent on you. And Lord, for our work, may we be dependent on you through the struggles and the uncertainty right now. Lord, may we be dependent on you. May, May we hope in you. And so Lord, thank you. Lord, may you bless everyone watching today, their home and their work in Jesus' name. Amen. As we close our time, I, I want to do this this morning. I, I want to take the elements, the, the bread and the cup this morning as, as we remember together. And, and maybe you want to do that now. Maybe you want to hit pause there and, and maybe grab some, some bread from the pantry or grab some crackers, uh, grab some grape juice or maybe some wine or, or whatever you have. Or maybe this is something that you want to do later in the week, which, which is great, but I want to encourage you Uh, to remember together as a family during this time, Jesus Christ. In fact, in in Psalm 78, it encourages us to to remember the works of God. And I think that's vital during this time that we pause and take time to do that. Psalm 78 verse 4 says, we will not conceal them from their children. Uh, Speaking of uh, the stories of old, the, the word of God, the law of God. will we'll not hide them from our children, but tell them to the generation to come, the praises of the Lord and his strength and his run, wondrous works that he has done. We're, we're going to let our kids know. We're, we're going to let the generations know about what God has done. And then it says in verse five, for he has established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that... Uh, they should teach them to their children that the generation to come might know, even the children yet to be born, that they may arise and tell them to their children. We must remember during the season we, we are in the works of God and how he is carrying us through even this time. I love verse 5. It says, For he established a testimony in Jacob. Um, God has given those in Jesus Christ a testimony. And so let's pass that on. Let's share that. Let's let people know how God has changed our life. And so as we remember the works of God together, as we share them with our children, let's remember Jesus. In Matthew 26, verse 26, Jesus sat with his disciples. On the night that he would be betrayed, they were eating, and Jesus took some bread. And after blessing the bread, he broke it. He broke it there and he gave it to his disciples around the table. And he said this, he said, take and eat. This is my body. And so let's take and eat. And let's remember the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. Then when he had taken a cup that was at the table, he gave thanks. He gave it to them, the disciples that were gathered around. And he said this, drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for forgiveness of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. And so let's remember together the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for us so that our sins could be forgiven and we could have a relationship with Him. And so whether this was a time of communion as a part of our worship gathering this morning or whether you do it during the week sometime, I want to encourage you, remember the faithfulness of God, His blessing as we depend on him and remember Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. Have a wonderful Sunday, have a great week and may the Lord bless you and keep you.